0: Joe Biden is in some big trouble. Again, Hawaii is turning out to be a big thorn in his side. And that's the least of his problems. Hunter Biden, surprise, surprise, is threatening to put his father on the stand if his tax and gun charges end up going to trial. Yeah, that's a mess. And Justin Trudeau makes a big mistake when he accuses the Catholic Church of, you know, racism, of course. Let's see if he decides to apologize. Something tells me he won't. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey! This is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. So, as you know, I live in Southern California. We had Hurricane Hillary, which ended up being Tropical Storm Hillary. Uh, rained for probably a good 24 straight hours. It rained a long time. Uh, as far as the storm goes, not bad. Now, I know that certain parts of California are having real issues. Mexico got it bad because it was an actual hurricane in Mexico. It never really was a hurricane in California. And California doesn't deal with any rain, much less two to three inches of rain in a couple of hours. So. Yes, there's going to be flooding and and they'll be on the news and states of emergency and things like this. But you got to understand something about California. Drama queen. That's where the term came from. That's how we are. Yes, it rained a lot. It rained for a day. Yes, the streets were flooded. But the streets are flooded because we don't have the infrastructure to handle flooding. That's what it comes from. We don't have the infrastructure to handle a lot of rain. And the way they made it sound like it was going to be 15 to 20 inches of rain because we are a state of drama queens. Yes, Gavin Newsom declared a state of emergency because Gavin Newsom is a drama queen. And to be honest with you, it rained one to three inches. There was a little bit of wind. It wasn't bad. Yeah, there's some streets in L.A. they'll show you, but of course those streets are downtown L.A., where they have no maintenance whatsoever. San Diego, where I live, nothing. It looks like, okay, some branches fell off a tree. Wasn't bad at all, it, from my experience. It rained a lot. There was really nowhere to go. Uh, I haven't heard of any problems so far. Um, and it looks like it's pretty much over. So now we are got to worry about... It. I'm looking up the weather right now. Now we're hearing beach hazards mostly probably from waves and probably from runoff from the streets because what ends up happening we don't save our water here it just it rains and then it goes straight into the ocean well we also have a lot of homeless so a lot of people pooping and peeing on the streets and that ends up in the ocean during the runoff so I'm sure there is some hazardous material in the oceans. Now, now they're telling everyone not to go swimming for a while until that waste begins to dissipate. So not too bad. I mean, in California, I they had a, again we had an earthquake up in Ojai. Now, oh, if you don't know California, Ohio is middle of the cali- middle of the state. And it was a 5.1 earthquake. There's still no reports of injuries, deaths or damage. Probably because there isn't a lot. Because a 5.1 earthquake in California is, yes, it's a decent size if you're in New York. In California, it's not really much of an earthquake. I mean, that's kind of like, okay, it'll wake you up. That's about it. So the world is continuing. The podcast continues. So the storm did not stop that. We never lost electricity. The water was fine. I think I bought two bottles of water. That was our preparation and we stayed inside we got gas and filled Josie's tires with the air and things like that but that's about all the preparation we did bought some batteries for some lamps that we already had so not a big deal so let's move on if if you're back east and you're hearing about the horrid of horrid disaster and nightmares of hurricane Hillary you can pretty much take that and say, yeah, no, it wasn't that bad. It was basically a rainstorm in the middle of winter. That's all it was. Not a big one either. Okay, so we need to get to Dumbasses of the Day because there are a few of them. <laughs> Okay, well, not a big news weekend. Uh, I mean, they were talking about the storm a lot, which didn't really happen, and I'm sure they'll talk about it simply because of climate change, which this had nothing to do with climate change, and it might have had something to do with climate change. But as we talked about last week, uh, the Tonga, Tonga Vol- the Tonga volcano probably had a lot to do with that. Uh, so we, I was able to take a look at some real dumbasses today, and we've, we've got a few. <laughs> we've got a couple. Um, two dumbasses of the day, and I'm really having a rough time figuring out which wins. And my third dumbass of the day, this was just a dumb statement, but by a politician, so I just don't expect anything but a dumbass comment from them. So let's take a look at this first one. This is a gal who... Has an explanation of why blacks are treated so badly. Now, mind you, um, she's saying this in a really nice, import, really nice, decorated apartment on her thousand-dollar phone. But outside of that, blacks are very mistreated, and there's a reason. There's a reason for the hatred. Let's listen to what she has to say. I want
1: y'all to think about something, and I really want y'all to really think. Do you ever wonder why it's so hard for black people? Do you wonder why it was a whole slavery thing with us? Why are we killing each other like this? Like seriously, do you, just wait till I tell you the reason. We are the gods of this universe. We created this universe. You have to get out of the human form. We black people have souls. We are from time and space. Infinite beings. We never die. So that is why they try their best to institutionalize us. We have power. We have magic. We have gifts from the motherfucking universe. And that is why they are so fearful of us. That is why they can't stand us. That is why they hate us, especially black women. We are powerful as
0: fuck. Period. You know, for someone who is a god, I would think she would know how to spell, how to pronounce institutionalize. She can't. And by the way, there's another thing that really gets me about this. Do you know who else believed they were closest to God and were far better than other races? Yeah, slavers. Slave owners, that was their reason for enslaving black people is because they thought that they were the ones in the image of God and that black people were animals and were not were not worthy, were not God under God or made in the image of God. She's going along that same line. Again, see, the thing is, racism, the outright, I mean, forget forget the paganism in this whole thing that... They are the gods of the universe. Yeah, that, it, That's just delusional crap and that's not even worth talking about. But the overt racism that these people talk and they don't even understand that that is racism and I can point to dozens of things that were said in the 1700s and 1800s that, and 1900s and the 20th 2000s that were... Um, racist, overtly racist, and a lot of them were just like this. Okay, here's another broad, and I think she kind of gets off topic. Now, a couple things. You have to know this. This gal probably weighs 400 pounds. I mean, she's gigantic. Okay, let's give her 300 pounds. There's no way she's under 300 pounds. Okay, and she's a gal, and she's talking about how airlines charge for extra seats, Whenever a fat person gets onto a plane. Now, I'm going to say fat person. I'm not not fat phobic. I'm not scared of any fat person. But I'm so sick and tired of these fat people always bitching and moaning that it's not fair that people have to make concessions because they are fat and don't take care of themselves. Okay? And and by the way, yes, I'm going to say that. They don't take care of themselves because TikTok, which is where this is from, TikTok has about... 40 videos an hour showing fat people eating crap and this is a TikTok trend. Hey, look at what I eat during the day and they end up eating, taking in like 17,000 calories. This is a TikTok trend and then they wonder why they're 200 pounds and then they bitch about the fact that they can't sit their fat asses inside of a plane. Okay, so let's listen to her and then let's discuss it a little bit.
2: When it comes to my plus size travel petition, people like to compare a person needing to buy additional plane seats to the concept of paying for overweight or additional luggage. But you need to understand something. Once you check your luggage, there is a human that has to handle that luggage and get it onto the plane. And did you also know that back injuries are very common for ramp agents at the airport? To lower that risk of back injury, strict standards have been set on how much that baggage can weigh. Also, let's be clear that luggage is an inanimate object and people are sentient individuals with a right to a certain level of decency, respect, and safety. So stop comparing people to luggage. A plus size individual or tall individual or someone needing more space on a plane is not the same as someone wanting to bring an extra Gucci suitcase. Humans are not being carried by ramp agents who could potentially hurt their back. And we deserve space on a plane to be comfortable and safe. So stop saying that if someone is taller or they weigh more that they deserve to pay more for the same experience getting from point A to point B because that's just not fair and it's not human decency.
0: Okay, I think Tubbs here is missing the point of charging you extra on a plane. First off, let's define what that extra is. It's the extra seat you need to sit your fat ass in the plane. That's what they're charging you for. They're not charging you by the pound like they do for suitcases. Here's a newsflash. If you bring a suitcase that weighs over 50 pounds, they're going to charge you for that suitcase too. But that's not what they're charging you for. They're charging you because you need two seats to sit down in the plane. And if that's the case, if they have to charge you... And she doesn't bring that up. They, it's like they take her and they weigh her. And then they charge her per pound. That That's not what's happening. That's what happens with a suitcase. What's happening is if you need to sit in a row of three seats, you need to take up two. And that second seat is something the airline loses for putting another passenger in it. Me, I can sit next to a passenger. So if there's a row of three and it's me and two regular people, we are all going to fit in that row. If it's, if it's her, me, and then her, she's going to have to take up two seats in that row. So it's only going to be two people in that row. She needs to pay for that extra seat. I would love to get a free seat next to me all the time. I would love to have a free seat next to me and not have to pay for it. She, she doesn't have a choice. She needs that extra seat because she decided to eat 14 Big Macs before she went on the plane. That's not my problem. And why is it fair that she pays for one seat, but she gets two? How is that fair? But meanwhile, I have to pay for a seat and I only get one seat. How's that fair? That's the problem with these fat people. They don't, this fat phobic trend that's going around right now. They they see it as I'm being victimized, blah blah blah, and they don't realize no no you're victimizing everyone else. I feel sorry who has to sit. I feel sorry for the person who has to sit next year, sweaty blob. Okay, they're the ones that are going to suffer. That's the person that should get the discount, not you for two seats. If she decided to just take a look at herself and realize she's getting a discount by only paying for one seat but needing two. She doesn't look at it that way. She's got to make herself a victim. She's no victim. I'm sorry, you're no victim. Lose some weight. Um, Eat something that's green. Maybe take a walk instead of watching The View and eating your bonbon. Okay, well, so Hawaii is, Josh Green is in trouble. So you may not know who Josh Green is. Josh Green is the governor of Hawaii. And basically everything he was in charge of, he has failed. As a matter of fact, every politician in Hawaii has failed. The mayor of Maui is getting crap for this fire. So let's see what happened. Their emergency system failed. The electrical company failed to shut down the electricity, even though they knew there were going to be high winds from this hurricane. The water lines weren't filled with water, so the fire department couldn't put out this fire. And the state still has not gone in and, and helped rebuild or anything to do with the infrastructure Have they gone in to fix. This is still a major problem in the state. Forget the federal government. Federal government hasn't done dick yet. But of course, the federal government has to be asked first. So we'll get to Joe Biden in a second. Now, Green admits admits there are over a thousand people still missing the total is actually 1050 is what they think is missing a lot of those people are kids but they don't have the people to start digging them out and that goes along with the 111 that are missing that are dead excuse me and you know that 111 is going to go up i'm sure it has already gone up But so far, he has a pretty good reason why he and his minions have all failed, all failed uh, Maui. And this fire response and this fire prevention, he's got a good reason. And it's not racism this time. Let's listen to what his reasoning is.
2: Just to be clear, when you're talking about global warming, are you saying that climate change amplified the cost of human error?
1: Yes, it did. Uh, There's always going to be incredible things that people do to save lives from the firefighters, from citizens. And there's always going to be decisions that are made that I'm sure aren't perfect in the moment.
0: I don't even have anything to say to this. I don't even know how to respond to this. So, in other words, climate change. That's why they effed up all the time. It's not incompetence. Not a bad infrastructure not a bad agriculture policy, not a bad forest part policy. It's climate change. That's why the governor screwed up. That's why the mayor of Maui screwed up. That's why the federal government is doing nothing but sending another $150 million to Ukraine. That's what the problem is. Oh, okay. Here's the problem with our politicians. They just can't take responsibility. When Ron DeSantis, you never hear about the hurricane that hit uh, Florida anymore. Do you notice that? The one that did all that damage. You never hear about that hurricane anymore. Why don't you hear about that hurricane anymore? Because Ron DeSantis fixed it. and he, Again, another reason to be president of the United States. He fixed it. He built a bridge within a week. A bridge that extended from a small island a mile away to a, the mainland in Florida. He fixed that in a week. You know good good leadership can deal with problems that come about. This is poor leadership. That's really the problem here. And and but he can't say that because he wants to be governor. By the way, the question here I have, the governor of, of Hawaii is a is a democrat. The gov- de- Hawaii is a deep blue state. The governor, the mayor of Maui is a a blue guy, a Democrat. Why do these people keep voting for these people? And these people fail and fail and they fail and they fail upward. Eventually, this Josh Green, I guarantee you, he'll end up being a a, a senator or something. It's just, it's incredible to me that people just don't see that there's failure. And yes, they see there's failure. We're going to hit some video clips in a few seconds when we start talking about Joe. We see there's failure, but they don't still vote for him. Chicago, New York. You guys haven't learned? You guys keep bitching about your cities and states, and yet you keep voting for the same people over and over again? California is a disaster. You guys keep... <coughs> voting for Gavin Newsom, you guys keep voting for your your senators, you keep voting. Well, I mean, you can't feel sorry for him. Okay, and that brings us to Joe Biden. And Hawaii has really become a real problem. And Joe Biden's had a rough summer. I mean, his son is getting investigated for felonies, and he's been charged, and he's pleaded not guilty, and he's probably going to go to trial. And then Joe Biden took a vacation at Camp David for 17 days. The economy is falling apart. That's bad. And then Joe Biden took a beach vacation for 10 days. And then um, Ukraine looks like they're losing the war after sending Ukraine $115 billion. And so how did he decide to deal with all this? Take a vacation for seven days in... Um, and then, of course, don't forget Hawaii. Hawaii, 111 are killed. thousand a 1,000 are missing... Maui is completely leveled, which means they're going to lose most of their economy because Maui is a, a tourist state, a tourist area. I mean, there's no way anyone's going to Maui in the next 10 years. So what does he do? Joe Biden needs to unwind. Now, mind you, you may have noticed I said he took a vacation to Camp David. He took a vacation, a 10-day beach vacation in Delaware, He also, every weekend, has been going to Delaware or Camp David. This guy has spent 40% of his presidency on vacation. So how how does he deal with Hawaii? How does he deal with Ukraine? How does he deal with the economy? He takes another vacation. He decided to go to Lake Tahoe, Nevada, spend a week at Tom Steyer's 18 $18 million mansion. Now, needless to say, I pointed out on Twitter or X, or whatever they're calling it this week. I pointed out that Clarence Thomas is being investigated because a friend of his, who happens to be rich, he's getting criticized because he went out on a boat ride with his friend on a weekend. On that rich friend's boat. Now, mind you, there's nothing illegal about that. I have friends. My friends drive me sometimes, or they get tickets for me and they take me to a ball game. I'm not investigated for that. This guy gets has a rich friend, which what a shock! He's a rich guy, Clarence Thomas, and the rich friend takes him up outright. That rich friend, by the way, has nothing to do with him. It's not like he's got a case in front of the Supreme Court. He's going to hear. That's not. No one's arguing that. But they people like AOC want Clarence Thomas investigated for that. I don't know what they're going to investigate. Meanwhile, this guy goes to Tom Steyer's house. For another seven day vacation at Lake Tahoe when the economy is falling apart, gas is up 35 cents a gallon over the last month, and and Ukraine seems to be losing the war with Russia, and yet we dump another $150 million on it. So I pointed this out, and someone had mentioned, well, you know, he is paying for it, he's renting the place, and blah, blah, blah. I said, yeah, he's renting the place. But he's renting the place with taxpayer money. Just like he built a new fence in front of his house in Delaware with taxpayer money. Just like he installed a new security system in his house with taxpayer money. Just like he's got Secret Service watching that house because he's there every weekend with taxpayer money. And of course those people crickets after that. I I don't hear anything. I also want to point out. Donald Trump used to go golfing when he was president. And Donald Trump spent about 30% of his time uh, taking weekend trips. Now, he didn't go on week-long vacations. He did that once a year. But he once a month, he would go. He spent maybe 25%. Same with Barack Obama. He would spend his weekends once a month going to Florida on his own dime. Remember, Donald Trump wasn't paid to be president. He donated all his money to be president. Okay. He flew to um, he flew to Florida and played at golf. And you heard nothing but, but problems from the media about Donald Trump going to play golf on a weekend. Now, I will tell you, for a 70-year-old man, playing golf once a month is just not a major sin in the high-stress job of being president. I wouldn't blame him if he played golf, get this, twice a month. Now, he started playing golf three, four, five times a month. Yes, I'd probably have a problem with it, but he didn't do that. And he did all that for free because he wasn't paid the million dollars a year a president's paid. He donated that to uh, veterans organizations. Now, that being said, I'm not saying Trump should be president. I don't think he should, but he shouldn't even be running. But juxtapose that with this president who basically is living on the taxpayer dime Spending 40%, and that's not an exaggeration. He's spending 40% of his presidency on vacation. And the way he, he is running this country, the country is being run into the ground. We're looking at a recession. We are in really bad shape economically right now. No matter how many times he sits there and says how great things are. And he's showing how he doesn't give a damn about the American people. Let's not forget, East Palestine... Ohio, because of the infrastructure, is so bad under um, under uh, Pete Buttigieg. East Palestine had, had to evacuate their town because of a toxic spill off a train. He never visited that. He didn't even say anything about that. He wants to spend, this is what, the first thing he said when he was asked about Hawaii, he said no comment. He couldn't even say, God bless him, we're thinking about him. He said no comment. And then his first comment, he said, well, we'll be giving each person, in each citizen in Maui $700 to recover. That's a grand total of $1.9 million. That's it. That's all he's offering, $700. People's houses are gone. People's businesses are gone. What's $700 going to do? By the way, here's something wild. Where are you going to mail that? They don't have houses. There's no there's no infrastructure there. There's no way to get that money to them. And what about the 115 billion you spent on Ukraine? There's 6 billion dollars in damage in Hawaii. You can't just give that 6 billion to Hawaii, have them fix it, organize a cleanup, organize a way to rebuild that city of Lahaina. And then, of course, there's the look. It looks really bad. They've got pictures on the Internet all over of Joe Biden sunning himself on the beach in Delaware. And they've got that juxtaposed with a picture of the beach of Lahaina, which is just devastated. None of this looks good. And then, of course, you've got the other issues. Nobody seems to be doing anything about this. FEMA is just responding with this right now. Yes, I know. We've heard in the background it's all happening. Nothing's happening. The Army Corps of Engineers could have been deployed. They haven't been. No money has been sent. Biden and none of his administration has done anything, visited or anything, with, uh, uh, in Hawaii. The only thing we've gotten is a no comment. And by the way, I don't think that a politician showing up in a zone like that is a good idea. I, don't th- I think they just get in the way. But the reality is Trump didn't show up to certain disasters and he got nothing but crap about it. And he did show up, but he showed up three or four days after. Florida is a prime example. When that hurricane hit Puerto Rico, he was there the second the hurricane was finished. And they still gave him crap about that. Well, people in Hawaii, guess what? They're talking, and they are not happy with the president. Here's a gal who really didn't hold back too much.
1: So why aren't you taking care of what you claim to be in charge of rather than sending out all these funds and whatever else you guys are sending to Ukraine or anywhere? Take care of here first. You know, this, I don't see why any president wouldn't step up. And take care of what's part of their, you know, territory. I think it's a stupid move on his part. You know, I Biden, yeah, he's an idiot. Sorry. No, not sorry.
0: Um. Yeah, that's true. She wasn't the only one that had a comment. Listen to this one. And this one was on CNN. And CNN didn't stop her from talking. CNN didn't cut her off. Listen to what she had to say.
2: And right now the Maui community is helping the Maui community. And I'm I'm really I'm it's really affected me because where's the president? He decides to come here this week to come here next week. I mean like where where <laughs> aren't we Americans too? Like we're part of the United States, but why are we not why are we getting put in the back pocket? Why are we being ignored?
0: You know. A couple things I want to point out here, and this is a Democrat supporter, okay? She's probably a Democrat. And by the way, both these people, people of color, okay? So what a shock. The white man doesn't care about a person of color, and this time it's not a Republican. Uh, These people don't quite understand something that, um, yeah, he did, that's what the people of East Palestine, Ohio, are asking. Why should they be surprised? Joe Biden has a history of this. He didn't give a damn about America. The 13 people that were killed in Afghanistan, what about all those people he left in Afghanistan, the Americans he left in Afghanistan? He has proven throughout his career, he doesn't give a damn about America. He's a globalist. He's only worried about the world. And I guarantee you, he will sit back. And she pointed, another thing to point out here that She says, you know, what's the point of coming now? We needed you last week. Now you're coming, it's going to look like a a political thing, which it is. That you're coming here now? So what? Where were you last week? Where were you when we needed you? And by the way, let's not forget, this is on CNN. Well... Biden hears the cries. He's going to try and save this. He's cutting his vacation short. He's flying to Hawaii, where he will probably stay on the beach in Oahu. The I don't know if that's even going to do anything. But there's another problem that Joe Biden is facing, and it's, he's facing it from his own side. According to MSN, as President Joe Biden prepares to visit Maui, the, the Hawaiian island devastated by the deadliest wildfires in U.S. modern history, lawmakers and climate groups are begging the White House to do more to prevent future climate-related disasters. Their argument, if the latest environmental ca- catastrophe won't spur the president to action, what will? Of course, what MSNBC does not bring up in the entire article, they know, I take it back, they do. In, this, in, the next, in the next paragraph, they sit there and say this. The fires, likely sparked by the island's electric utility and heightened by climate change impacts, no. The island, the fire was started by a man-made electrical utility pole crashing in the wind and the incompetence of the electric company to, to turn off the power when they knew winds were going to be 70, 80 miles an hour. And what they failed to to point out, this is not only bad infrastructure, which they say, but then they they, um, bring it all together by saying it was climate change because they can't sit there and say it's not climate change, okay? It was bad infrastructure, bad forest management. Agricultural regulations have let people grow whatever they want, and typically that means non-indigenous plants so they're growing plants from the mainland on an island that can't support those plants. And those, those plants don't get a lot of water in Maui. And they went up like, they went up like tinder. Um, it is the fact that nobody ran the emergency system. Nobody filled the pipes with water so the firemen could put out the fires. No one, it's all climate change. And the president's got to do something. Excuse me, what is the president going to do about it? Turn off electricity? Because that's exactly what caused this fire. It's the same in Canada, by the way. Canada has terrible uh, forest management because they feel everything should just grow. And then you've got some jerk-off who decides to light a fire, start a major fire, and then all the smoke is in the air and everyone's screaming climate change. Meanwhile, no, it's bad forest management and arson. That started the fire. But we can't do that. It's got to always be climate change. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And see, the problem is, Joe Biden could easily point all this out. But he's got a couple, of, and, and get the climate activists off him. He could sit there and say, no, this is a down power line. It has nothing to do with climate change. This is, has to do with plants that don't normally grow in Maui being grown in Maui. And that those plants going up. He could easily point that. He could point out that, no, we stopped sugarcane and pineapple growth in Maui, which is part of the environment, and we replaced it with plants from, you know, some forest in California, and that's what caught fire. You could point that out, but, but if he does, then he's going against his own base. So he can't point any of that out. And that's the reality of the whole thing. It has nothing to do with climate change. That's not the only thing that's in trouble. Hunter Biden appears more worried about himself, and he doesn't seem to give a damn about the country or his father. Surprise, surprise, surprise. According to the Daily Wire, Chris Clark, a lawyer for Hunter Biden, threatened the U.S. attorney investigating his client that if his client is charged in the case, the defense would call President Joe Biden to testify, thus creating a constitutional crisis by pitting the president against his own Department of Justice. The warning came after information had leaked to the news media that federal prosecutors believed that they had enough information to charge Hunter Biden for illegally purchasing a firearm despite being a drug addict. Quote, President Biden now unquestionably would be in fact be a fact witness for the defense in any criminal trial, Clark said. This, of all cases, justifies neither the spectacle of a sitting president testifying at a criminal trial, nor the potential for a resulting constitutional crisis. In other words, Hunter Biden is going to delay this as much as he can. and He's going to use his dad because Hunter Biden is a degenerate sociopath. He doesn't give a F about the country. He's worried about China and Ukraine because that's who's paying him. And of course, he's broke now because he had to pay child support, spousal support, child support to a woman who was not his wife, was a hooker or a per- or a dancer or whatever she was and pay for an illegitimate kid that he refuses to acknowledge. And now he's going to put his dad in a position, a really bad position, by the way, where he's going to have to testify and he'll have to testify. And it's a constitutional crisis because you can't force the president to testify. This is a call, this call is... The lawyers for Hunter Biden trying to get out of this by having the president actually just pardon him, get him off of all of these charges. I mean, now that Hunter Biden is looking at 10 to 15 years in prison, that's what he's looking at. Because it's not just the gun charge. It's also the um, tax fraud. All of that. He And we're also looking at Farrah violations. He's looking at 15, 20 years in prison. Yeah, he's not going to do that. He's going to go down swinging. And if he has to take daddy down with him, he doesn't give a shit. He will take daddy down with him. And I think this is going to this is this is pretty much listen, Joe Biden, there are all signs that he's not running <coughs> in 2024. There there's nothing but signs he's not he's not running in 2024. As a matter of fact, there's an article in Fox News on foxnews.com today that gives five reasons why you know Hunt, uh, joe biden's not running in 2024 he doesn't have any campaign staff he is not campaigning at all i mean it's one thing you hid in the basement that's fine you're not going to be able to hide the basement you got too many questions to answer and people want to know even donald trump could beat Hunt joe biden right now especially if joe biden is not going to debate trump is not going to campaign none of this stuff is going to work and joe biden is showing up it turning out and this was from another poll done i think it was by the post or the times showing that right now joe biden is less popular than hillary clinton when clinton ran against trump that's kind of a scary thing and then there's another crisis that joe biden keeps getting into trouble The illegal alien crisis thing that Joe Biden and Alejandro Mayorkas say is not a big deal? Yeah, it's becoming a big deal again. Right now, a total of 150,000 illegals have been caught at the border. That is up from about 100,000. Now remember, we were at 250,000 at one point. Now that 150,000 comes with a big asterisk there. Don't forget, if you go onto Joe Biden's app... And type in that you want to declare yourself um, a legally able to come over because you're persecuted in the country of, from your country of origin. They don't count that as an illegal crossing. So I can sit there and type it. in. by the way, that app's been hacked by the cartels. I can type in that I need to live in uh, the United States because I'm being persecuted in Mexico or Somalia or wherever. And then they'll just let me write in. And they don't even give me a ticket. Now they're not even giving you court dates anymore. They're not giving you any paperwork, they're just letting you in. And and you're free as a bee in a tree inside the United States, not having to report to anyone. And then being shipped hopefully to New York or California or Chicago or any one of those places. Those don't aren't counted on the illegal crossings. So that hundred and fifty thousand I think that's even low. I think it's probably still around 210 220 250 So, and, and Mayocres said, hey, there's no problem at the border. And everyone is saying, sitting there and saying, yeah, everyone in the country is saying there's a problem at the border. New York is saying there's a problem in the border. Chicago is saying there's a problem in the border. California is saying there's a problem in the border. Maryland is saying there's a problem at the border. Washington, D.C. is saying there's a problem at the border. Why? Because Florida... And Texas and Arizona and Louisiana, they're all sending them there. So now there is, and Democrats are saying, there's a problem in the border. Well, the Biden administration doesn't want to deal with this. So uh, according to, um, let's see, who's this according to? The New York Post The Biden administration is quietly auctioning off millions of dollars worth of unused parts from the former President Trump's border wall for peanuts in an apparent end run around pending legislation in Congress. This pending legislation is called the Finish It Act, which was set up in the Senate, was rejected in the Senate, but the House is about to approve it. And if the House approves it, because the House holds the purse stakes, strings if the house approves it then they're going to have to take that that those girders that they have sitting around doing nothing and they're going to have to build that wall it's going to end up being law well joe biden is going in there and selling it and he's trying to sell all those girders as fast as he can because that law the finish it act states all that stuff that we already provisioned for the border wall needs to be used to finish whatever is left of the border wall So Biden is trying to sell all those girders for, I think, something like 5% of the price so that he doesn't have to build the border wall. So if he only has to build another 28 feet of border wall, he'll be happy with that. So, of course, everyone's screaming, wait a minute, you can't, you're bypassing Congress. Congress is going to vote for this. It's going to be law that you have to use what's left to build that wall. So he wants to sell all that stuff before Uh, Congress can make it a law. I mean, my God. Anyone want to sit there and say, hey, this president cares about the the border? No, he doesn't care about the border. He's trying to let as many people in as absolutely possible. He's in trouble. He's having problems. And by the way, uh, the illegal immigration thing, yeah, this is a major problem with the American people. This whole thing with Afghanistan is a major problem with the American people. The one thing the Republicans are doing well is that they are beginning to promote this stuff again. And it's the Afghanistan thing was two years ago, and now we're bringing it up again. Good for them. Keep bringing this stuff up. Now, if we can get our presidential candidates like Trump to do this instead of worrying about 2020 elections and worrying about his own, <clears throat> his own legal troubles... We would be in far better shape. And he would probably win the election. Right now, I think there's a 50-50 he loses. Well, I don't think he's going to run again anyway. I really don't think. I think he's there. there's enough evidence to believe he's not running. Okay, let's get to our last story of the day. And this is absolutely amazing. Now, we know that Canadian Justin Trudeau, Canadian President Tr- Justin Trudeau, who, by the way, is probably the son of Fidel Castro, and a definite little tyrant, okay, and also very pretty. He's very pretty. A lot of people think he's pretty. He hates the Catholic Church, as any good communist does, because don't forget, religion is the opiate, opiate of the people. So he's been trying to get rid of churches, and he's been trying to do this by shutting churches down during COVID, arresting priests, all sorts of fun stuff like that. So he, the question you've got to ask yourself is, would this little peon actually go out there and lie to make the church look worse than it is? Of course he would. So let's let's read this from the post-millennial chief Derek Nepinok of the Mingozi. Mine uh, Shishi, it's an Indian tribe, okay, I can't pronounce this, said the excavation of a Catholic church on the site of former Minitoba school found no conclusive evidence of human remains. The lands of the church is found to have been referred to as a mass grave by outlets in a mainstream media. So essentially what ended up happening, the mainstream media reported that a church and a Catholic school, Catholic, had, uh, were built on the grounds of, of a Indian tribe, burial ground. So, of course, everyone threw a fit about it, right? And the Catholic Church has been implicated in desecrating an Indian tribe's burial grounds. And there's even pictures of Justin Trudeau sitting at one of the marked, quote, graves, end quote, putting a flower, holding a teddy bear, because, you know, it's all about him, and then he, uh, Trudeau said, we understand the over, that over time burial sites may be lost to the natural elements, but to bury remains among building, suggest, under a building suggests a dark and sinister intent that cannot be unaddressed as we expose the truth of what happened in our homeland. In other words, this church is dark and sinister. They had motives to desecrate an Indian burial ground. And it turns out this Indian burial ground ended up not being an Indian burial ground. There's nothing but rocks there. This Indian tribe did a excavation to see if there was anything there. And guess what? There wasn't. So now here's the question. Is Justin Trudeau going to apologize to the Catholic Church for accusing them of desecrating the Indian burial ground? Of course he's not. Of course he's not. He's going to... As a matter of fact... In, in two weeks, he will use this as an example of why we need to get rid of the Catholic Church. He's going to still use this as an example of how the Church doesn't care about the Indians. And I'll go a step further. And yes, I'm, I'm Indian-phobic, or whatever you want to call it. I, who cares? The Indians fought a war against the people who came here. They lost. They lost. Everyone keeps talking about how the Native Americans were raped, it was genocide, blah, 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 blah. It wasn't. It was a war. Yes, the people who came to the United States wiped 90% of the Indians off the face of the earth. What they fail to say is the Indians started the war, and the Indians also wiped 30% of the, uh, the populace off the face of the earth. So the Indians were not innocent. And all we have to do is point to New York to prove that. I mean, New York, the white man, and I want to say the British because that's who it was, made a deal with the Indians to buy New York. They bought New York and then the Indians wanted it back and they started a war. And of course, the British beat the crap out of them. But no one talks about that. They decided to renege on their deals so i i don't want to hear about the indians okay their burial ground they built a church on top of their burial, burial ground it was tacky but i mean uh, so what maybe they didn't know it was there and of course the church is saying well we didn't know there was a burial ground there and it turns out well you didn't know there was a burial ground there because there was no burial ground there so it's just another way to demonize the church that's what it is demonize the church demonize the religion Because Justin Trudeau of Canada is a little tyrant and he needs to get rid of religion because he needs to be seen as God. Government needs to be seen as God. We can't see God as the real God. Because then we can question the government, which, by the way, is our natural rights. Okay. I hope you guys have a great day. Stay dry. Love you all. This is Gene. God bless. And you've listened to dumbasses talking politics.